Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Emom Box, subscription boxes built for people who wad. Get an original box every month on the month filled with fresh gear, wad accessories, healthy snacks, and more, all delivered right to your door. Boxes are curated by fellow fitness fanatics to give you the highest quality gear. The Emom Box does the hard work for you guys. You enjoy the savings. 40 plus percent off with the free shipping anywhere in the u.s of a the emom box is the best way to add to your gym game use code voodoo in all caps to save 20 percent off your first box order that's v-o-o-d-o-o voodoo in all caps at theemombox.com Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing. And anything you need printed, that's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is your host, Jacob Fasig, and this is episode 76. And so this is another one of the uh, off weeks where we don't have a guest. Um, Next week's guest is going to be pretty cool. I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm not going to try to drop any hints or anything, but uh, you may wear uh, the thing that this guy started. You might be wearing it right now, in fact. And no, it's not Barbell Voodoo, nor is it something that competes with Barbell Voodoo. That'd be kind of funny, though, wouldn't it? Have uh, some other clothing brand up here. It'd be, it'd be funny. Tell us about what you do. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. For today's podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, so I had uh, an experience over the last weekend experience. Um, and in that experience, I entered the world once again of strongman. And so this was my second strongman competition this weekend. 
And it was, again, in Kentucky. Apparently, strongman only happens in Kentucky, uh, except in July. You can actually compete in a strongman competition that's happening here in Nashville in conjunction with or at the same time as and in the same facility as uh, Battle of the Barbells. And so it's kind of a cool thing coming up that you might want to check out and get into. Highly recommend uh, checking it out if you enjoy that kind of stuff. I have uh, fallen in love with the sport quite a bit. You know, it's not taking the place of CrossFit for me yet, but I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Uh, I hope it doesn't um, because I enjoy CrossFit. But uh, me trying to get my butt in gear, we've talked about this before, Um, had to set some goals for myself, had to register for some competitions, and this was the first of three. Um, I'm competing once a month, um, May, June, and July. Right now, hopefully I'll get some on the board for August and September and October, but um, this was the first one, and Strongman is about building muscle. It's about, uh, you know, moving odd objects, um, whether that's moving them overhead, moving them in location, um, or for distance. A lot of different things, a lot of different events that can happen. So this event was the Beast of the Bluegrass, and it happened in conjunction with a powerlifting meet. And so here you have a strongman community and powerlifting community in one place, um, both competing in their different sport. And there is a difference. So some of you that may be looking from the outside and go, you know, it's just people that are moving ridiculous load, you know, whether that's in uh, powerlifting where you have a squat, a bench, um, and a deadlift, or it's strongman where you're just moving really heavy, odd objects, um, they're kind of the same, but but actually, they're quite a bit different. Um, the mentality is quite a bit different. You can see those when those groups are together. Um, I think strongman is very akin to the CrossFit community. You know, they they build you up. They want you to do uh, the best you can. They want to help you do that, even in the middle of the competition. You know, even if they're going against you, if they have something that would help you, they they gladly offer that up. And I think that's a pretty neat thing. So, in my experience, uh, this weekend. I found myself um, learning a pretty good lesson. Um, the experience as a whole was fantastic. Um, if there was any advice I would give to the strongman community out there, um, it would be one simple word, um, organization. Um, you know, I, I think when strongmen put on events, I think probably the event, you know, the events themselves, the uh the actual uh, competition side is going to be pretty cool as far as programming and stuff and what we're going to do. Um, however, uh, running an event and the communication required to run an event, make sure people show up and are there and know what's going on, I think is where we've fallen short. At least the last two events I've had with uh, two different event hosts. Um, man, communication is pretty bad. Um, I basically sent in my money and... Uh, emailed my form that was signed um, that, you know, basically if I die, I can't sue them kind of form, you know, you got to do it for every competition. And um, that was it. Like uh, there, there wasn't like a confirmation email. (laughs) There wasn't like, Hey, thanks for registering or like, yeah, definitely make plans to be in Lexington. It was just like, you know, crickets. Um, And so the events at least were listed, you know, so I knew what I was doing. That all is communicated ahead of time. Um, you know, it would be cool. Like some events that I do, at least in CrossFit, people that are uh, akin to doing events, and, and I've put on events for a long time, not necessarily in this 
field, um, but uh, you know, I'm pretty good at events and putting on events. And you know, they, you know, there's no like, here's some suggestions of hotels. Here's a, a rate we've got because you know, when you put on stuff, you usually usually get a cheaper rate uh, for your people that are convening and stuff, and uh, you know everything that's going on. It, it's just kind of an interesting thing. There's, there's not a lot of uh, communication. It's like word of mouth. So I showed up and finally found the place, um, which was a little difficult to find. Luckily I had called somebody that had been there earlier in the day and they kind of, kind of helped me get there. So I finally found where the actual competition was happening inside the large facility. It's like, go to the Rupp arena. It's like, Oh, well, it could be anywhere in here. Um, so I found it, and basically they told me when to show up the next morning. That's how I knew what time to be there and when the doors were open. It wasn't like a piece of paper that said, here, uh, here's the layout of the facility. Here's where the competitor's uh, corner is going to be, warm-up areas, and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just, hey, show up. Uh, we're going to go over rules at like 930. Uh, it'll be cool, you know. And it kind of went from there and kind of word of mouth uh, streaming across the crowd. And there was over 100 competitors that weekend, which was really, really cool. Um, <clears throat> so overall, great event. It, it went way longer than it should have. It was a very, very long day. The first event, which was really cool, it was the press medley. And so it's basically, you know, you pick up the object from the ground and you are going to press it overhead. And so the first one was an axle bar. Uh, and it was, I think, uh, for me, which I'm in the novice division, which is, you know, kind of the beginners. And the axle bar was 180. And then the log was the next lift in that was at 220. And the circus dumbbell, which is incredibly odd and I need to spend more time with, was 120 pounds. Um, this is a three-inch handle on this circus dumbbell. So it's just it's just weird, you know, and it's shaped weird and it's not easy to navigate. Um, you know, great. It was fantastic. Um, experience the first one, first getting that press out of the way. Then we, I think we did a deadlift, which was max deadlifts in one minute for at 500 pounds for me. And then, um, the next one was a sandbag throw. And so the, the sandbag weights were 25, 30 and 35 pounds over a 15 foot wall. Uh, then we did a frame carry and a, um, the last one was uh, the the stones, and so you uh, for our weights, oh, the frame was five hundred pounds as well, and then the stones were uh, two sixty two eighty and three hundred pound stones to put on from ground to fifty two inch platform. So five events, <clears throat> lots of fun, lots of excitement, um, great people. Got to meet some new people, saw some people from the last competition, got to connect with, which was great um, to remember them and hang out with them for a bit. And uh, did the events. The, the greatest thing for me is that um, the, the takeaway that I'm trying to tell myself over and over again is that um, I did well for me. Um, it, I did not do well overall. Um, I'm not, uh, I still am not qualified to say that I'm a strong person, even though I'm working on it. You know, it's 2018, I'm trying to get strong. And so strong man is a good avenue to do that. It gives me the pressure and push I need to uh, to work on that. So, I uh, competed in the events, and um, here's what happened. Um, basically, in the first event, I uh, PR'd my log lift. I had not done a 220 uh, press before on that, and so I did it, and that was a big PR for me. I didn't get the circus dumbbell. Um, the highest I ever did on the circus dumbbell was 92 pounds, I think, and so um, 
to to jump almost thirty pounds is, is a little inconceivable. Um, but I, you know, tried it anyways. Tried it a couple times. Uh, I had never lifted a five hundred pound deadlift and um, did that in the show. Did it for three, um, which was fantastic. Um, had not done a frame carry at all getting ready for this because I didn't have access to a frame. I had some farmers poles, um, but didn't get a chance to do that rain to the one weekend. I, I tried to program that for myself and I just didn't have any space in, indoors to be able to do that. And uh, so I hadn't done a frame carry at 500 pounds at all and was able to do that and carry it the length without dropping it. Um, I think it was 60 feet. It might have been more like 50 feet at the competition when it came down to it. And then <clears throat> I... Uh, I did get a sandbag, um, that, a tossable sandbag um, from Rogue. Um, it was great. They uh, sent me one after I sent them some money, basically like you know general sponsorship there. Um, that's how it works. I send them money. They send me stuff. It's a really cool partnership. Um, that, that's a joke. And, and so I'd, I'd tried. I made a two-by-four thing with a PVC pipe that stuck out at 15 feet as my target to try to get over that. And even in practice, I practiced it one day, um, one night we had it out and working on it with some friends and I could hit the heck out of that PVC pipe, but I never got one over. And sure enough, what happened was, uh, I got the uh, 25 and 30 pound, no problem, cleared it plenty. And then it got to that 35 and I did exactly what I did in practice, uh, which was hit the top over and over and over again. Uh, and then the last event stones, um, I didn't have access to any stones. I had have sandbags and my sandbag, heaviest sandbag was 250. Um, and, and that was fine. Um, so in the, uh, event I did the 260 and I wasn't able to do the 280. I wasn't, I was able to lap it, but I couldn't get it up on that platform. Um, hit the lip of it a couple of times and, um, you know, that was about it. <clears throat> had my first experience with tacky, um, which is an experience in and of itself. For for me, um, like I'm a person who does not enjoy, I, like I don't do uh, lotion um, um, sunscreen, like lotion sunscreen I do not use on my body because I can't stand the way it feels like against my skin and my hands, like it drives me crazy. And so I use spray sunscreen, um, you know, because I have issues clearly. And like, even like when, when my kids need sunscreen, I'm like, can, can we, can I please just spray them? My wife is like totally anti-spray. She's like, it doesn't work. And, and sometimes she, she's right about that. It doesn't work sometimes, but you know, I'm old enough to face the consequences in that. I probably shouldn't give my, you know, girls skin cancer at an early age. So Sometimes I have to put it on. I hate it. So tacky is all over my hands. I've duct taped my forearms. There's tacky on there. I've put in like the minimal amount. Um, Blake, the guy that was that was giving it to me, was like, you got to do more. And I'm like, no, I can't stand this right now. And so I'm like having like, a, I don't know, some kind of uh, issue, you know, with this tacky all over my arms. I'm standing there with my arms stretched out to the side trying to touch anything because I don't want to get my arms stuck to it. Um and just hating life, you know, with tacky. Tacky is terrible, and it's tacky. <laughs> and so if you ever have to use tacky, um, my recommendation is don't. Um, but maybe I just need to get over my issues. I don't I don't know, maybe. Um, I guess there's worse things to have issues about. So anyways, here I am in the event, getting ready to go. Uh, I did the first stone, didn't do the second stone, so I don't even know what a 300-pound stone feels like. But the stones were like cheese graters, man. They ripped through the duct tape in my arms. I had bare arms out. Um, they 
busted up my legs a little bit, you know, like ripped those a little bit. I mean, it, it was, it was just not a good way to end the day. And this was like two hours after everything should have been over. Uh, I thought it was supposed to be over at five. This was like right before seven. I'm doing this and I'm just hating life altogether. I'm like, I'm done. I've been here since before nine and I'm just, I just want to go home at this point. I want to drive home because I had to, had to work the next day. So, uh, that was my experience. And so the, the, the exciting thing, I mean, the, the amazing thing in the whole bit is I PR to deadlift. I did a log press at a, um, weight that I've never done before. So PR'd my, my log press. I, um, I PR'd my stones cause I, I've never done a, a stone or, or even a sandbag that heavy before up to a, up to a height. Um, and so PR'd that and I PR'd my frame, my frame before that I did the last competition was like something like 480, maybe 490. And so 500 pound, uh, frame carry was another PR. So I had, I had four PRs coming out of this event, like this, this competition. And it was awesome. And so, um, I should be on like this high, like I should be so excited. I should be like, yeah, four PRs who gets four PRs in one weekend. That's amazing. Um, but that's not the way my mind works. And so here's the topic I I wanted to just kind of touch on a little bit today is this, this failure mindset. Um, when I'd practiced the sandbag tosses, I knew that I had not successfully done one after practicing, practicing, and practicing one night that I could not get it over a 15-foot wall. And sure enough, knowing that, getting into the competition, I couldn't do it. I absolutely could not do it. The other ones, um, I had, I know I've done a overhead press of... 220 and above on other things. So I knew it was possible that I could do it. And so coming into like the press medley, I was like, man, let's just see what happens. Cause I know that that weight is capable. Um, and I realized that my hands being different and gripping the, the log and the log itself, that much pressure and that the, the size of it is a very different experience than a bar or an axle bar or a regular uh, bar. And so I knew that that was possible that I could do that weight, but I just had never done it. And so going into that, I had a different mindset. I didn't have a failure mindset. I had a different mindset that, man, let's just see what happens. Um, now the circus dumbbell, um, truth be told, it's the thing that hurt my shoulder, um, a couple of weeks back when I first did it, uh, cause I just didn't anticipate it being that heavy and, and I, and I tore up my shoulder doing it and, uh, kind of been trying to nurse it, but I also can't not CrossFit. So, you know, problems, right? And, and so going up to the circus dumbbell, I was already intimidated by it. I already knew that maybe this wasn't going to happen, but I was going to give it a try, you know, whatever. And um, I just couldn't do it. But going into the deadlift, I was like, man, I just want one. It, it wasn't a failure mindset. It was like, I think I could do one. I've done 480 um, before. And so I just didn't have any more weight on the, I didn't have any room, more room on the bar when I did it that night. Um, so here, it's possible. 20 pounds on a deadlift to go up, that's not that's not inconceivable. That's not, not a large number on a deadlift. It's not a big jump. So, um, being able to do that. And then once I was able to do 500 pound deadlift, I was like, sure, I can carry a frame. I mean, it's just the same weight and it's, and you're lifting it differently. And so this shouldn't be a problem either. And so I didn't have a failure mindset there. Uh, the stones, I was done. My mind was shut down. I didn't want to do anything else. Um, I was tired of being there. I was thinking about Sunday morning. I wasn't thinking about, 
anything other than I got to get on the road and get home. Otherwise, tomorrow is going to be terrible. And seeing as how I get paid for Sunday and not for Saturday, I really need to focus there. And so I was just checking out um, and I hated the stones. And I think the stones maybe if I, if I was able to, to work on them, probably one of my most favorite things because it, it, it just seemed like a really fun thing, but I was not in the place to play around with it. So coming out of that competition, overall, talks amongst yourselves in the car, what place do you think I finished with all my PRs? All right, I'll let you, let you off the hook. 18th. I think about 18th place. Now, I didn't see the standings for the last event, but I, I'm pretty sure I didn't change because there was, I think, uh, 24 people that were in my uh, novice, heavyweight novice uh, uh, category, two of which didn't show up. So that automatically, automatically takes off two. Um, and then two more um, dropped out during the competition. And so I was in last place, basically. So Last place finish, well, probably wasn't going to change very much. Um, 18th, 19th place, somewhere around there. And let me let me just let you into how sick my mind is, how messed up my mind is, because I, I think, honestly, a lot of us are like this. I think a lot of us do this often. The thing I concentrate on in my mind when I think about this event is not the four PRs. It's not the fact that I did things I had never done before. It's the fact that I finished in last place, that I was the worst competitor there. And and I can't help but want to beat myself up about that, to want to think of myself as less than, to want to be real honest and just be like, man, should you even be doing this? Why, why did you even waste time putting in the work? Why did you take time away from your family to work on that? Um, why in the world did you, I mean, it's such a waste to finish, to come in last. And, and I don't get many last place finishes. I do often on the whiteboard <laughs> at, at Trivium sometimes, depending on what the event is. But like, in, like in competition, that's just not something that, that happens to me often. And uh, that actually, actually, I can't remember it happening at all, really, um, in any competition I've ever been in. And so to finish last place has really mentally messed me up. And the narrative that I want to tell people is my PRs. But the narrative I believe about myself is about my failures. And I'm wrapped up about telling myself that I was a failure, that the money that I put into the event, the time that I put into the event, the time away from my family I, I took away from them, it it came out being a loss because I failed. I, I, I all out failed. And, and I can't even focus on the fact that I was able to compete in every event this year at this competition, where the last competition, there were some events I couldn't even do. I tried, but I just couldn't do them. And so it's, it's really frustrating to have that tension of wanting to buy into this failure mindset as opposed to uh, the great work that I did do for me in, in, in it. And so when the texts start coming in, um, on, came in on Saturday afternoon, Saturday night about how I did and people asking and messaging me and wanting to know how it ended up, I would reply, and, and this would be the reply. I would say, overall, I did terrible. 
But for me, I did really well. And so I lead with the fact that I failed, that I did not do well overall. Compared to, to, compared to everybody else, I did a really poor job. But for me, I actually did really well. Like I should be really excited, really pumped about what I did. And so I want people to hear that I'm pumped about what I did. But what I hear me saying is it wasn't good enough and I failed. So let me ask you, what do you believe about yourself? Do you focus more on on the failures, the way you fell short, the way you just missed the mark just a little bit? Do you define yourself in in the areas that you failed? Or are you looking to the positive situation within each one? Because each of our failures, every time we miss the mark, every time we uh, just mess up, we mess up our diet, we mess up our, our workouts, we, um, we, we mess up our, our relationship, um, anything that happens in our life where we feel we have missed the mark or failed, we kind of de- define ourselves with that, don't we? Like if we're not really good at something, we automatically say we're bad at it. I talk about this all the time. If you take a, a group of kindergartners and you go into a kindergarten class, say, who in this class is the best drawer in class? Who can draw anything that I ask? And like every kid's going to raise their hand. Every kid's going to be like, I'm a great artist. I can draw anything. What do you want me to draw? Well, draw a horse. Great. Here's a horse. Do you want it uh, breathing fire or like, you know, farting rainbows? Then I can do that. You know, I can do that. And then you ask the same class. You got who, who is really great at telling stories? Oh, everybody's great at telling stories. I can tell a story about anything. What do you want to hear a story about? Who's really great at math? Oh, I'm great at math. One plus one, two. I got that all day long. I can do math. Who's, who's really great at, at science? Yeah, I can do science too. I know science. Kindergartners know that they're the best at everything. As far as they're concerned, if they can uh, do it, then they're the best. As people age and as people speak into our lives and say, you know, you, you really aren't that good at that. Maybe you could try something else or you start noticing that other people are better than you at certain things. We come to define ourselves by what we're not as opposed to what we are. And this failure mindset comes out in me often when I work out, like doing a a handstand um, is totally mentally devastating to me. I've failed so many times. I failed and hurt my neck a little bit before, and and that was pretty scary for me. And ever since then, I automatically know that I'm going to fail. I just assume it. uh, I can see it coming, and 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 it's inhibiting me. I can't move past this failure mindset that I have from that. Or if I have a lift that I know I should hit, and I can't hit it that day. I can let that affect my entire day and just call myself a failure and say, you know, I don't even know why I lift weights anymore. And, you know, let that affect my day and just go, you know, today's not going to be a good day. Today's not my day. It's not going to happen. Not good. And we can believe that. We can come to define everything we are by our negatives. Or we can focus on what we are good at, the things we did well, the things we can learn from when we haven't quite met the mark? Where, where can we go differently next time? Because most of the time we fail, there's something we can learn in that. There's something we can take away. There's something we can, we can grab onto and go, oh man, okay. So maybe if I do this a little different next time, then maybe I can be more successful in that. 
you know, one one of the events this weekend that I know I could do better on is that frame carry. I was so shocked when I lifted it that it wasn't that bad that I just stood there for a minute and everybody else took off running. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to go. And so I started going, you know, and my time was super slow on that. Um, but I learned from that and I can move on next time. I can do that better. I can do that differently. I can think about it. My mindset can be different on that. Here's the deal. A lot of us believe the hype. We automatically submit to people that we say, oh, well, they're great at that. Let them do that. We automatically submit and go, that person's better than me. There's no way I'm ever going to beat them. Um, You come into a workout and you're like, oh, so-and-so's here. Gosh, I don't even know. I can't even keep up with them. Man, forget this. You're already failing. You already believe in the hype that someone else is better than you, that you're not good enough. And I'll tell you right now, hype is just dressed up lies. It is. Hype is something that vaguely might have been true at least once. And then from there, a story came out and all of a sudden it was hyped up crazy. They are never fully truths. So here's here's what I want to encourage you to do, to base your self-view on truth-based results, okay? This is what I'm trying to do right now in my life. I'm trying to look at how to define myself by the truth-based results. And what are the truth-based results? The truth is I PR'd four things this weekend. That's huge. So that's almost every event that I did, I did better than I had ever done before in my life. In my training, in my existence, I did better in four of the five events than I've ever done. That should be a huge win for me. And I'm trying to move towards that. I'm trying to share that more and more. But I'm so messed up in my mind. I'm having trouble getting past the point that I failed. If I finished in the middle of the pack, wouldn't be having this conversation. But because I failed, I'm having to deal with the reality of the way my mind works that I never would have had to experience before, had to deal with before. And so I'm I think I'm going to be thankful from this experience, even though right now, like it really hurts. And, and, and I'm just like, gosh, I really suck. And, and there's part of me that's like, get back on the horse, get back on it and start planning out these extra workouts. And maybe you can actually do a longer strongman uh, strength training thing. Cause, cause really I'd love to do a 12 week progression. Um, that would be awesome. However, like for this event, I really only trained like two and a half weeks, like at most three weeks. And and I didn't really train that far for this event. So I had to gain a a ton of, of weight on the bar. I had to put a lot of weight on the bar in those three weeks. And what I was able to accomplish in that three weeks is awesome. Like it's unbelievable to me. Um, and just my ability that I was able to do that. And yet, and yet I'm still, the guy that's going, but you finished dead last. Dead last. You did great for yourself, and yet it still was not good enough. So today, as you look at your fitness, where were you a year ago? Where were you six months ago? And where are you today? Today, are you better than you were? And what I encourage people to do more times than not is say, can you be better today than you were yesterday? Forget about what happened last weekend. Forget about what happened last week. Forget about what happened a year ago. Are you better today than you were yesterday? That's the challenge. 
Can you be better today than you were yesterday? And the next day, can you be better that day than you were the day before? And keep working on that. So that positivity, so that you can focus on positive, not the negative. So you can't have this failure mindset and you can start working that failure mindset out. Today, I am better. Today, I am stronger than I was and, or ever thought I was before last weekend. And I ought to be super pumped about that. And there's parts of me that are, but there's this mental game that I'm still working on. And maybe a lot of you are still that you're working on this failure mindset as well with me. And I just want to encourage you as I do in my blog, say over and over again, keep going, you know, don't let the failures define you. Don't allow it to have any more power than it's already had in your life because the failure mindset will waste your life. It'll kill it. And all of a sudden you'll go, man, You'll have the worst self-view on yourself. You'll have the worst outlook on things instead of going, man, but today I'm better than I was. Today I'm still leaner than I was. I've still lost a ton of weight. I've still gained a lot of great muscle. I can do things more than I ever could before, and today is a great day. So I hope you believe that today. I hope today you can go out and conquer the world and stop focusing and obsessing over the places where you've fallen short. I appreciate your time. And uh, please, if you can help us, you know, visit our sponsors. Um, we'll be uh, putting up a Imam box um, unboxing here in the coming uh, week or so. Um, I'm going to video that pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about their sponsorship that's going on uh, this month. You'll notice uh, ads from them. And uh, check out Paleo Works and NutriShop Franklin. All the things, man. They're they're great people. Um, I've been super blessed to have them in my life, and uh, they're just great people. Highly recommend them. Not because they sponsor this podcast, but because they're just really great people, and they've been super supportive and helpful to me personally in my life, as well as uh, what we're trying to do with this podcast. So, I hope you have a great week. I hope that you guys are out winning the day, and at least winning today better than you did the day before. We'll see you next time with a special guest next Monday. Super pumped. We'll see you guys then. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.